Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of a D1 athlete and a high school athlete pursuing a scholarship. With a wealth of experience to share, here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 253 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. I'm going to take you with me on a five-day road trip. On this trip, we are going to go to Columbus, Ohio, as the Northwestern Wildcats finish the 2021 college baseball season against the Ohio State Buckeyes. But as we go to the last three games of the season, we are also going to be checking in on my younger son's games back in Missouri and working on his recruitment. As you heard in the introduction and may know from previous episodes, I have two sons. Parker is a pitcher at Northwestern University and is just finishing his junior year athletically and will finish his junior year academically in June. Sutton just finished his senior year at Ozark High School and is now officially a senior, class of 2022. Sutton plays basketball and is an outfielder and a right-handed pitcher. So our family has been through the recruiting process and is currently going through it. So this episode will give you a peek into Sutton's recruitment and what it feels like to be on a road trip with a college athlete's parent. Before we get on the road, I just want to invite you to listen to episodes 251 and 252. These two episodes are part one and part two of an interview with the JUCO basketball head coach, Rand Chapel. Coach Chapel is the head coach of the Johnson County Community College Cavaliers. There is a link in the show notes for both of these episodes, or you can get them by subscribing to the Athletic Scholarship Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Also, stay tuned at the end of this episode for a special deal on the Recruit Me 3.0 Athletic Scholarship System. Now, let's get on the road. Our trip starts on Thursday, May 27th. The schedule ahead is Parker and Northwestern play Friday night at Bill Davis Stadium in Columbus, Ohio at 6.05 Eastern Time, then Saturday night at 7.05, and then 2.05 on Sunday afternoon. Sutton plays a practice jamboree on Friday afternoon at a high school in Springfield, Missouri, and then two games at Neosho High School, which is about an hour and a half from Ozark, on Saturday afternoon, and then two games in Joplin, Missouri, about an hour and 15 minutes from Ozark, on Sunday. There are no games for either one of the boys on Monday, which is Memorial Day. Columbus, Ohio is about nine hours from Ozark. So after a quick workout and running home to clean up, grab my suitcase and drive through Vintage Coffee in Ozark and get my favorite white chocolate mocha coffee and a cinnamon muffin, we can hit the road. But we are not going straight to Columbus. We are headed to Louisville, just a little over six and a half hours from Ozark. We pull into Louisville about 5.30 Eastern Time, check into a downtown hotel, and walk over to the Louisville Slugger Stadium to watch the Louisville Bats play the Toledo Mud Hens. These are AAA teams for the Reds and the Indians organization. Getting to do extra entertainment like this is a perk to traveling with your athletes. Whether you are traveling with your high school student athlete or your college student athlete, take a little time to enjoy the different parts of your trip. Do some sightseeing. Of course, in researching the trip and the minor league game, I saw that it was $2 beverage night and $2 chicken strip night. So when we get to the park, we get a $14 ticket and a couple of $2 beverages and enjoy the 80-degree night. Sutton happened to play at this beautiful park last summer with his summer team, so it was a familiar park. We get to see a fun game with the bats scoring in the 8th inning and hanging on in the ninth. After a night of baseball, a foot-long hot dog and $2 beverages and some Dippin' Dots, we walk back to the hotel and plan the next day, Friday. Friday's weather forecast is in the mid-50s and rainy, 
So instead of golf near Columbus, we plan to stop in Cincinnati and visit the Cincinnati Reds Hall of Fame. We have a three-hour rainy drive on Friday, so we get to Cincinnati about 11 a.m., and we spend about an hour and a half walking through the Hall of Fame that featured the first professional baseball team and my favorite, the Big Red Machine. I grew up with the Big Red Machine having players like Davey Concepcion, Tony Perez, George Foster, Sparky Anderson, the manager, Pete Rose, and Johnny Bench. Since it was raining, we didn't take the Great American Ballpark Tour. Maybe another time. While we are touring and then driving from Cincinnati to Columbus, Lori is sending updates on Sutton's practice games from back home. We get a couple videos on hits Sutton got and a report that he threw out a runner from right field that was trying to score. While we are driving, we listen to a draft of episode 252 so we can make changes over the weekend and get it produced and get it ready to publish for Tuesday, June 1st. The rest of the driving time is spent on some phone calls, listening to an audiobook, and listening to various podcasts. We find our way to the hotel in Columbus and check in about 3 p.m. We get our final Sutton updates from home and then sit down and make the final changes on episode 252 by recording the beginning and the end and then downloading it to the Lisbon website. Since we still have an hour before we go to the park, we pull up Sutton's introductory email that him and I had written before the high school season and we made some adjustments to that. We also make adjustments to Sutton's player profile and try to remember how to link the videos that were made earlier to our future emails to coaches. We then look up a map from Ozark to Wichita, Kansas for Sutton's June 3rd through June 6th tournament so we can see how long it will take to drive there, about four and a half hours, and what towns and cities are on the way. We review the list of NAIA, Division II, and Division III schools in Kansas. This is a list that Sutton and I, mainly I in that equation, made back in the winter. There wasn't a JUCO list that I could find in my notebook, so I got on collegecoachesonline.com and put in my subscription password to look up all the JUCOs in Kansas that have baseball. If you go to that website, collegecoachesonline.com, you can research five schools for free, or you can get a discount of $5 off the annual subscription by entering the promo code R. M123. R is in Ralph, M is in Mary, 123. On collegecoachesonline.com, you can search by sport, by division, by region, or by state. And there are seven other helpful categories. This is a great resource. Well, now we have a list of schools that are on the way to Wichita or close to Wichita that we can do research on, send emails to, and maybe even visit on the trip. Okay, it's five o'clock and time we head to Parker's game. Let's go, Cats. The weather is colder and rainier and windier than I originally thought it would be. It is the end of May. Where is the 70 and 80 degrees? Parker's roommate, Mike Doherty, is our starting pitcher. Mike is from the Boston area and is a junior like Parker, and they are really good friends and roommates. Mike's parents have come in from Boston to see him pitch. They came to Evanston about three weeks ago to watch, but the series was canceled because of COVID, but they were still able to visit with Mike, their son, and Parker. The Cats got off to a great start with five runs in the first inning, and Mike was rolling along into the third inning. But after the first batter in the third inning, he felt some discomfort in his arm and had to be taken out of the game. From that point, the game went back and forth with the temperature dropping and the wind blowing harder. The Cats lost 13-10, to and we all headed back to the warmth of our cars or the bus. Mike's parents were leaving the next day, so they were able to take Mike out to eat, And we went to Parker's hotel and grabbed some Sonic food and got to visit for about an hour with Parker. As a parent, you cherish these short visits, and I think Parker enjoys them too. It is nice that Parker is past the eye-rolling embarrassment of his parents. 
At least I think he is. We made some plans to sleep in and then go eat lunch and drive around Ohio State's campus and the downtown area the next day. We hadn't been able to do that all year because of the COVID restrictions earlier this year. So now, day one and day two are done. Day three is Saturday. The plan is to catch Sutton's games on Game Changer at 1.30 and 3.30. Parker doesn't play until 7.05, and the game is on the Big Ten Network again. We go pick up Parker, and we eat lunch and get to visit. We go to the Varsity Restaurant. This is a staple for Buckeyes football games, but students are gone for the summer, so they are not too busy. We drive around campus and then on High Street in Columbus for some sightseeing. We drop Parker off at his hotel so he can get a nap, and we go to Target and Dick's Sporting Goods to get some warm clothes. Scott and Jill Christie text me that they are eating lunch and having a drink before the game. Their son, Hank, is a senior, and this will be his last start of a very good career. While meeting with the Christies, I'm getting updates on Game Changer, and there is not much excitement on Sutton's games as his team run-ruled and won both games. Sutton didn't play in the first game, as he was set up to be the relief pitcher, but he wasn't needed. So we finished having lunch with Scott and Jill, and we head over to the hotel for just a little while. While we're at the hotel, I do a little research on some Kansas schools for Sutton's recruitment and trip to Wichita, Kansas. Having done some of that research, we shut down the computer, and now it's time to head to the field. Hank Christie, the starting pitcher, is a senior, and Hank's first two years were solid. He was on the All-Big Ten freshman team. Halfway through his junior year, his shoulder gave out. Hank had shoulder surgery and came back his senior year in 2020. He got to pitch against the University of Illinois Chicago in his comeback, but COVID canceled the rest of the season, the next game, and the 2020 season was done. Hank had a decision to make, come back and play or start his business career. He decided to play in 2021. Hank has been a mentor to Parker, and Scott and Jill have been some of the parents that Lori and I have hung out with over the past three years. Pitcher's parents tend to talk and drink together. Hank pitched six solid innings. When the sixth inning was over, I thought his night was done, and all the Northwestern fans gave him a big round of applause. But then he started the seventh inning and gave up a hit to the leadoff batter. The Northwestern pitching coach walked slowly to the mound, and Hank got big hugs from his catcher, his infielders, and the pitching coach. With acknowledgement from the Buckeye fans and a standing ovation from the Wildcat fans, Hank walked to the dugout and got hugs from every teammate. Even all the players ran down from the bullpen to give him a hug. The Big Ten Network caught this scene, and you can see a clip of the tribute in the show notes. I tell you all this to show you the emotion of the whole weekend, as it was a culmination of a weird two years and of ten seniors' careers. We lost the game 4-1, to one, missing on some scoring opportunities. Another emotional scene on this Saturday night was that one of the Cats' best pitchers was warming up in the bullpen to come in to relieve Hank. As he warmed up, he couldn't get loose and was having some tightness in his shoulder. So unless a miracle happened on Sunday, this would be Quinn's last bullpen. His parents are very dedicated and passionate baseball parents. You could see the emotion as they realized Quinn's college career was done. As these seniors' playing careers come to an end, I flash to the thought that this could be us next year. Wow, that really hit me hard. This game started late at 7.05 Eastern Time, so it was late ending. But we headed over to Parker's hotel to say hello and talk with him while he ate his box meal. Again, Scott and Jill texted and invited us over for a drink. So we headed over to a small establishment, met and reminisced about Hank's career, his future, and how the Chrissies would watch and root for Parker and the Wildcats next year. 
One last cheers with the Christies and some hugs and handshakes and we were off to bed to prepare for Sunday's game and the final game of the season. Sunday brings two games for Sutton and Joplin, one at 9 a.m. Central Time and the second at 1.30. Parker's game starts at 2.05 Eastern Time. So we get to sleep in a little, shower, get dressed, pack, and we find a brunch eating place close to the hotel. As we do all this, Sutton's game is on Game Changer, and nothing is very exciting as his team got beat 8 to nothing. As we are getting our brunch order, Lori and Sutton grab my favorite wings in our area, Hackett's Hot Wings. They send a picture and rub it in. Both Parker's and Sutton's games start about the same time, so I have my phone out to take pictures and watch again on Game Changer. The Buckeyes honor their seniors before the game, just as we did our Wildcats in Evanston the last weekend. This is going to be a bullpen game, as every pitcher that is left will pitch one or two innings. Parker's other roommate, Tyler, is our starting pitcher. Tyler has been fighting some arm soreness with the on-again, off-again of this COVID-affected season. Tyler pitched the first inning, giving up one run, and we are tied 1-1 after one inning. The Cats score in the top of the second, and Garrett Beckley comes in for a scoreless inning. Garrett actually had COVID, and his energy level had been low for a couple weeks. The Cats add another two runs in the top of the third inning, taking a 5-1 lead. Sutton grounds out in his first at bat. Now it is Parker's inning to pitch. He is scheduled for just this inning, and he gets to face the number two, three, and four batters in the Ohio State lineup. Parker leads off with a fastball for a strike, and ends up striking out the first batter. He gets a ground ball to second base for the second out of the inning. Whew. After a few foul balls to the third batter, Parker gets a high chopper back to him and he throws a strike to the first baseman for the third out of the inning. That is the life of a pitcher. Parker looked good. He looked confident and satisfied with his performance. I was satisfied too. Right after Parker's inning, Sutton makes a diving catch in center field for the last out of an inning, saving at least one, maybe two runs in his game. Awesome. And then soon after, I get a video of Sutton's hit up the middle to load the bases. Sutton's team ends up winning 5-3 to go 3-1 for the weekend. Well, the Wildcats have two senior pitchers left and one senior position player to get into the game. It is the seventh inning, and we are ahead 7-1. Jack Pagliarini, a lefty senior, comes in to pitch two innings. Jack gives up one run, but he pitched well in his final appearance. We get to give him a big ovation as he comes back to the dugout. Also, a senior outfielder comes in in the bottom of the eighth. Charlie Bourbon did play in Saturday's game, and the Bourbon family is seeing their second son finish their baseball career at Northwestern. Willie graduated two years ago as an outfielder first baseman. In the top of the ninth, the Cats' first-team All-Big Ten shortstop misses a home run by a few feet and gets a double. Quinn Lavelle, the pitcher that couldn't pitch yesterday, gets in at bat, and he grounds to second base to move the runner over. He would have rather been on the mound, but this was a nice way to end his career. Sean ends up scoring, giving the Cats an 8-2 lead. We get two outs on the Buckeyes in the bottom of the ninth, and Anthony Alipra, a senior, comes in to get the last out. He throws all his warm-up pitches, faces the Ohio State batter, and delivers the first pitch. The batter hits a ground ball to third base. One pitch, final out, final pitch. Handshakes, hugs, and tears are abundant. Abundant on the field and in the stands. Coach Allen, the Northwestern head coach, addresses the team out in right field. After the talk, more pictures, more hugs, more tears. We, the parents, have to wait to see the players as the players get to shower at the stadium before getting on the two buses for the six-hour track back to Evanston. We won't see our Wildcats until June 12th because Northwestern's classes are in quarters, so finals are the week of June 7th through the 10th. As the players come out of their locker room, there's more hugs and more handshakes. Congratulations and good lucks. 
Parker is happy with his outing today. He is energized by the opportunity to play at Ozark in the Collegiate League in June and that he has made strides in strength and velocity this year. Well, with a fist bump and a hug, Parker is off to the bus and we are off to the truck. We have nine hours of driving to reflect on this season and the last three years of Parker's college career. Listen to episode 219 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. Back in October 2020, I did an episode called Parents, Should You Live Through Your Student Athlete? Well, Parker is on the road north, and we are on the road south. The GPS said we should get home about 3 a.m., so we decided to drive to Terre Haute, Indiana, and get some gas and a Culver's roast beef sandwich or burger. As we ate dinner, we decided to make a hotel reservation at Vandalia, Illinois. We can stop there about 10.30 p.m., get some rest, and get up on day five, Monday, to head back to Ozark. Hopefully we'll get on the road early enough to beat the Memorial Day traffic. Vandalia to Ozark is a four-hour drive, and luckily we don't hit very much of that Memorial Day traffic, and we make it home about 1 p.m. A five-day trip filled with a lot of driving, listening to books and podcasts, planning some sightseeing, and of course, food. Five days filled with emotions of pride and sadness, the excitement of the player's future and the reflection of their past four or five years in college, and the last 10 or 12 years of cold spring games, sweltering games in July, practices, lessons, and wins and losses. Some of Parker's teammates played their last competitive baseball game ever. Some will return to Northwestern or transfer to other colleges for graduate school, and some will enter the major league draft and play baseball as a job. Ask any senior parent if all the time and the money spent was worth it, and you'll get an emphatic yes. After I got home on Monday, I spent some time helping Sutton send six emails to college coaches in the Wichita area. Let's see if we get any action for Wichita. Are you ready to go on another trip next weekend? Thanks for spending the last five days with me. Please share the Athletic Scholarship Podcast with families that are in the recruiting time frame. Also, email me with any comments or questions about the podcast and about recruiting. Email me personal experiences, tips, or successes that you have had. Email to Brent at recruit-me.com. Also go to recruit-me.com and take advantage of the start of the summer recruiting 3.0 athletic scholarship system special. For only $127, you get the money-back guaranteed Recruit Me 3.0 step-by-step system with a 200-plus page manual and workbook with videos and audios to help you walk through the recruiting process. Plus, I will mail you a copy of the over 300-page Athletic Scholarship 24-month Recruiting Planner and Journal written by Recruit Me founder, John Fugler. This is a $20 value and a great resource to help you manage your recruiting process. Tune in next Tuesday for another 15 minutes that will change your scholarship future. Thanks for listening.